guys we're live welcome everybody to the first kbn live of 2020 uh happy new year i know it's nine days in but happy new year anyway uh i'm your host jeff Malott. we got ryan lambert the co-host up there ryan how was your new year buddy when did we flip for host and co-host we're i'm the co-host you're the co-host shit all right no that's cool co-host that was good man co-host means we're both the hosts right (laughs) we we had uh no we had a good time it was a pretty pretty good little new year christmas what about you guys did you get any fishing poles no i was in bed by eight i think i woke up at midnight to use the bathroom that's about it there you go all right that's wild but yeah, we're we're excited to have for our first guest of the year, uh, publisher at uh, Kayak Fishing Quarterly and Paint Outdoors, known him from back in the day at several other big projects that he used to work on. Uh, Chris Payne, thanks for jumping on with us, buddy. You bet. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I know we uh, reached out to you a little bit ago and talked about having you on. I've been thinking about this for a while, so a few people have said, "Yeah, he's one of the OGs." So you wear that with a badge of honor. Uh. I- yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it's it's like scars, you know. I, I've 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 figured out a thousand different ways to piss people off and do stuff wrong, like cut huge holes in my kayak. So yeah, that, sure. I mean, if people call me an OG, that's I guess that's fine. But you know, I know guys that started, you know, five, six, seven, eight years before I did. So guys that were in kayaks in the '90s uh, on the Texas coast. So. Um, you know, I, I came around in 2003. So, uh, I saw I'm, Jason O'Brien posted a picture uh, the other day, like 2002, launching on the Brazos. I think he had hair yeah. there, too. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and a bodybuilder. You know, mess with that. Times. <laughs> yeah. 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 look like a short version of The Rock. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, now he just needs a little... He needs a sidekick like Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> he's, down, he's down there in Dallas. We can hook him up with that, that's what I was trying to think of. Who could be his sidekick? That'd be oh, really sweet. Duke over there with him hanging out. Oh, man. <laughs> Duke's going to kill me. Uh, so, yeah, you said 2003, Chris. You want to give us a little background on how you even got started in this whole mess? Yeah, so um, I I fished out of, like, fiberglass, like old fiberglass boats uh, with my family for a while. Went to college and didn't have any money. Got married, still didn't have any money. And had the bright idea. I, I told my wife, I was like, "Look, you know, we've got a we, we've got a tax return coming in because we we got married at the end of 2002, and so in 2003 we we're going to get that tax return, and we got to file jointly. So it was going to be more money. I was convinced it was going to be good money. And I was like, "Hey, you know, I'd really like to use this money to buy a bass boat." And she said, "Well, I, I don't think we're using all the money for that." I said, okay. She's like, but I'll give you half. I said, oh, okay. What kind of taxes are y'all getting to buy a bass boat? Well, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. This is is George Bush money now. Come on. Okay. Okay. Uh, And so that. Credit tax return kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you don't make any money, uh, you tend to get paid by the government. Uh, And so (laughs) I was convinced, man, this this check is going to have some zeros on it. And that check came in, and it did did have zeros on it. It had four zeros on it. Unfortunately, two of them were after the decimal. Um, and oh. so so we had $400, and she got half, and I got half. So I had 200 bucks. 
and I was convinced I was not going to be able to buy a bass boat for two hundred dollars. Right. And I, but I wanted to be off the bank, so I went to the Academy Sports and Outdoors that they had just built in our town. They sold one kayak back then. It was a nine and a half foot Pelican Endeavor Ram X extra hard plastic sit-in kayak. <laughs> now, I'm if you remember from my cast, I'm 6'2", and the hole is in the middle of that boat. So it's it's fat man in a little little coat uh, <laughs> happening in that kayak. Um, but I, I took it. I, I had an old Tahoe at that time, and I had some old yellow nylon rope, and I threw that kayak on top of my uh, – I put down my 200 bucks, threw that kayak on top of my uh, Tahoe, and strapped it down with about a hundred yards of yellow nylon cheap rope and drove off and never really looked back. I fished out of that boat for six and a half years. Where were you in the country at this point? I was in West Texas. So I was in Abilene, Texas. Uh, there were two of us at that time that had kayaks on Lake Fort Phantom. And um, the other guy was the best man at my wedding, Aaron. So, like, we, we were two peas in a pod. We both started to jump in <laughs> at the same time. And, that man, that was it. And people would see us. And I kid you not, if we fished from that March until about November, ski boats would circle us and stop and ask questions. Like, everybody was like, what are you doing out here? What are you – is this a pool toy? What are you doing? Um, but it, I mean, it was, it was crazy because nobody was doing it. We could get back into places where nobody was fishing. I mean, white bass and hybrid and catfish and black bass. And I mean, it was, it was insanity. We were fishing creeks and rivers that nobody had ever fished those portions except for, you know, maybe landowners once every 20 years. And so it, it was really addicting. We think we're getting weird looks now. You guys were getting them all back then, huh? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like it—it it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Plus, I mean that that kayak—they didn't make those things in like hunter camo colors. It was bright yellow. It was called the banana. Yeah. Like that thing stuck out, and people would see it, and they're like, "Is that a flying saucer?" Like, what? What's going? They—they they had no idea what it was, and it—it it was kind of a weird shape. It actually, you know what? It looks like the bona fide EX one twenty three if they made it like 15 years ago because uh, it had that graduated race car front kind of thing on it and then the lip like it, it, it's really uh, it, it, it's it's a different looking kayak they don't make kayaks like that anymore that's cool well they do it sounds like but yeah. it's well <laughs> it's, a retro, it's a retro design we didn't even know it yeah yeah it's a throwback yeah hey if y'all are just now jumping on here to to uh Fire some questions at Chris. We'll get to them as we can. If you're just now jumping on, help us out and hit a little share to your group page or somewhere so they can get this info. Uh, when you first up, we got all Chris, the south, all the southeast boys coming in now. Yeah. I see Jesse, Eric, David, Kyle's down in Texas. I think Kurt Smith's even joined us. Look at that! Oh, oh Kurt! I know that guy. Love Kurt. Surprised he's not fishing right now. I'm surprised he's not fishing for white bass and hybrids right now. <laughs> striper, yeah. It's yeah. Striper season for that boy. Chris, when you got out of that boat, what was your first upgrade? What'd you go to? Oh God. Um, so this is this is where a lot of the disaster stories come from. When I when I scream demo 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 on posts, or well, when I used to scream, now I'm just like whatever. 
they're going to figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I was on a forum that's actually closing down this year. Um, it's the Texas Kayak Fisherman. Uh, it, it, it was one of those kind of bulletin board sites that turned into a forum that turned in anyway. Um, so a lot of the old Texas guys were on that and that's where you went for advice. This was pre Facebook, um, you know, before Facebook groups really took off. And, uh, I was told that there was this boat that was for sale that was like really fast and oh my God, it's people still talked about fast back then. So this was 2000 into 2009. Uh, and people were like, man, this boat is fast and it's awesome. And if you're going to be fishing the flats or big water, this is what you could get. And it was a Heritage Pro Fisherman 14. Now, a 14-foot kayak, that's new for me because I've been in a yep. nine-and-a-half-foot kayak. So I'm like, okay, well, this thing's going to track better than this bath toy I've been in. And so I went and I uh, met the guy, paid him, I think, $300 cash. Um, so not bad, not bad, uh, for this boat. I went and immediately took it to, uh, the boat ramp. And so this was my first sit on top kayak, but it didn't have a tank well or any of that crap. It had like a circle hatch in the back and a circle hatch in the front. And you kind of sat in the seat pan and I got on it. Now, one other thing I should tell you, uh, that'll kind of give away the story. The heritage pro fisherman 14 is like 24 inches wide. Um, yeah <laughs> so but it was fast it was fast it was fast because i'm racing speed boats i guess i don't know <laughs> i've still not figured out why speed matters unless you're going shotgun launch but uh all that to be said um i pushed off of the boat ramp and flipped and i got back in the boat and paddled it two more strokes and flipped it again Got back in it, went right back to the boat ramp, loaded it up, and never paddled it again. I sold it <laughs> immediately. So I upgraded to that, and then um, I had an Ocean Kayak Venus 11 that was bright pink. Uh, it was the made-for-ladies special that Ocean Kayak still makes to this day. Um, but it was a good deal. It was a set on top, and it was an Ocean Kayak, and so it was wider. It was more stable. And then I went to a Cobra Navigator and then I went to a Cobra Tandem. Then I went to a Jackson. Goodness gracious. Then a Jackson Cusa. Um, so when and you chime in on something, you know what you're talking about a little bit. Yeah. I've, I've had uh, 19 different models in my garage. So, yeah. And and I've the ones that I've not owned personally, I've demoed somewhere. Uh, I make it a point to go to demo days to get in boats so that when I'm when I'm telling people, you know, I really don't like this or this is really good. Like when I when I said I was going back to a Hobie, I had a Hobie out back in 2013. Um, I didn't like that. I couldn't stand in it. I, I didn't like the fact that you had to upgrade the fins, upgrade the rudder. You had to do all these upgrades in a boat that was already pretty expensive. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sell this boat because I can get out from under it and break even on what I paid for it. And I'm going to go back to just paddling. And so I went from a Hobie Outback in 2013 to a Malibu Stealth 12. That That is a shift backwards. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to be in, the, in a pedal kayak until it was able to meet my needs for how I fished. And so when I went back to a Hobie in 2019, AJ McCorder is at fault. Um, because he wanted me to try it out at Paddle Sports Retailer. I, I, I literally got off the dock and I said, AJ, you just cost me a lot of money. 
um, because I knew I had to buy one. And as soon as one showed up at Mariner Sales, I bought it. But when I tell people that's the favorite boat that I've been in, it's not because I've been in three boats. I mean, I've, I've literally paddled or pedaled or even sailed in probably 65 or 70 different models. Um, and I've owned 19 different models. You so, like Shane Williams. You're trying to get in everything. Hey, man, I, I can't talk about them if I don't know about them. I mean, I guess I could, <laughs> but, you know. That's it, man. Hey, you know, when I talk to people that are going to demo days or going to shows or whatever, if they're a pro staff guy, I tell them, don't even get in your company's boats. unless, and Maybe for a minute, yeah. get in everybody else's because you can't. Yeah. I mean, you can't speak intelligently unless you know the difference between them. Right. Right. And, you know, I I think that health issues come into play for a lot of folks, especially ones who used to play sports in their younger ages. So, like, for me, my hips are good, but my knees are shot. Basketball and baseball, playing catcher and first base, you know, I mean, just shredding my knees. And so um, I could do the hip motion, like in the Hobie, with no issues because it's like a stair climber. But that recumbent motion in a native or an old town or whatever, I can only do about two hours of that before my knees start to really lock up on me. Uh, and so, you know, if you take in health consideration, and a lot of people don't think about that. Um, Trust you me, know. when they get north of 40, they will. Yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. They'll feel it. You wake up in the morning and what's the pain of the day? <laughs> old so. timers. Straight yeah. Up. Straight up. <laughs> Well, uh, audience is building a little bit. We're sitting around 40 people, 40 or 50 people been in and out the last minute or so, so we appreciate y'all jumping on. Um, yeah. Chris, we wanted to talk about what you have going on now. With I know Pain Outdoors has been up and running for several years, and you can touch on yeah. that and how that kind of migrated from Pain, uh, Pain's Paddlefish, Pain Paddlefish, I want to say the wrong Yeah, thing. yeah, uh, yeah. Then also definitely want to talk about kayak fishing quarterly, and that just kind of got off the ground recently. So, yeah, uh, yeah. let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, we'll start with Payne's Paddlefish. That started in 2012. I just finished a master's degree in clinical practice management. I work in the medical field. Like, well, so I think there's several guys uh, in the kayak field. Both yeah. of us sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, my it, there it, and and let me clear this up. So I've had to say this on several other podcasts because I get messages. Um, I do not work full time to pay my mortgage off of kayak fishing. It's something no I do because because I love. <laughs> Same, right, right. It's something I do because I love and I'm I'm passionate about it. It's not it's not what I do to make money. So when you see me giving away things or doing things, that's out of my pocket or out of my time. And it's because I love the sport and want to see stuff progress. So we'll get that out of the way first. So I'm I'm uh, finishing my master's degree, and this master's program is like almost all writing. It's all legal briefs and medical briefs and all this stuff, and I'm writing anywhere between 36 and 40 pages a week that I've got to turn in. So I'm like burning up keyboards, laptops are just catching on fire type of stuff. And then I finished, and I had all of this momentum, uh, all of this writing momentum. And my wife's like, okay, so what what are you going to do now because i can tell you're you're jittery and you need something to do because you built in this time into your brain that okay from 9 p.m to midnight you're going to do this every day and i was like well what do you think i should do she's like write about something you like and something you know and i said well that's really kayak fishing like that's it because at that point i've been kayak fishing nine years um and 
so I started Payne's Paddlefish. It was a free blogger site that I could sign up for, and I caught a Google deal that allowed me to register the domain for a dollar, and I was like, okay, so I'm out of buck, no big deal. And I started writing articles about, you know, my first tournament experience. I fished my first tournament in 2012 out of that Coosa and about got blown off the lake. Um, <laughs> and uh, didn't realize that was a riverboat and made for small people. Uh, but my buddy bought one and we watched him paddle across Chester Frost about four <laughs> miles in the wind every paddle stroke the whole boat was turning side yeah. to side and I was like well alright he's done he yeah, hadn't fished since yeah. <laughs> I, three years luck, ago luckily I sold that boat um, and got into something because I fish big water most of the time I, I, I get to fish rivers but most of the time I'm on I'm on big water fishing for smallmouth um, but um so I, I started that little blog and um somebody said you know maybe you should do some reviews and i was like well, what are a review and they're like just review the crap in your garage talk about you know talk about it because people like reviews okay so i started writing some reviews and that's uh when chad hoover uh messaged me on facebook and he said hey man i see you're doing some reviews i kind of like you know i like what you're doing i want to test you out i want to send you something in the mail and see how you do with it. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, he's going to mail me a paddle or a rod or something like that. It was a sticker, wasn't it? No, <laughs> wasn't a sticker. Wasn't a sticker. It was, uh, yeah, it was, was a sticker days. Yeah, it was a right. Scotty slip disc. So a 299 slip disc that goes into a Scotty rod holder that allows oh, you yeah. to not have to loosen it up. So that's a great invention. Whoever decided, you know what, we should just make a Scotty slip disc. Um, that, that's brilliant because that works awesome. Um, but I did a review on it and in the review, I included what I felt I didn't see on other reviews for like movies or, you know, cars or whatever it was. Nobody ever talked about the stuff that could be improved on it. And so I talked about the stuff that I thought they could improve. Um, and that took off. And so I started doing reviews and I had, you know, I'll kind of speed this up a little bit, but I ended up. Uh, sorry, no, this will be a big here in the history of all this. We so. got on that, buddy. Yeah, this will be a nine-hour podcast uh, or uh, live stream. Sorry, um, it's, it's going to be both. So okay, it'll, it'll end up Good. on the podcast later. So that's all right. Yeah. Um, so ended up doing that. I and uh, started doing more reviews and started getting a lot of stuff from Hook One uh, to kind of review and talk about. And then started getting some companies that were sending me stuff that they wanted to do confidential reviews on. They didn't want me to publish my findings, but they basically wanted me to shoot holes in it and tell them where they could improve it before they launched the product. And that kind of started some consulting stuff for me. And then um, I ended up working with Hook One so much that. Uh, Chad wanted to kind of revamp his pro staff and uh, asked me to be the director of the crew and Nick Brown, the director of the team. And so we did that for a couple years. And then I, I just, it was starting to impede on my reviews and kind of my journalistic side. And so I just decided I, I, I didn't really want to do that anymore. Was, was it a time constraint thing or were you just, was it starting to... You know, a lot of guys that, that write don't want to be constrained by certain brands or certain yes. uh, deals. Was that, it, was that the problem? Yeah, it became to where, you know, there were a lot of companies wanting me to, to rep for them because they liked what I was doing. And I hadn't really, I hadn't really separated myself out as a journalist 
as just doing reviews yet. And the, the inner child in me really wanted to be all the pro staffs. You know, I, I, I saw the stuff in the old forum days where everybody had all the links for all their pro staffs. And I was like, man, I want to I want to have 17 things that basically means I'm an awesome angler. And uh, whoa, that's that's good service there. You know, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I pro staff here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, I actually had a conversation in Dallas, Texas with uh, Luther Cyphers and Eris Chamas, who's at Mariner Sales, uh, which is my dealership of choice, by the way. Um, so shout out to those guys. Uh, they don't pay me for that. And, <laughs> but, oh, that's a cool place. I went in there last time I was in Dallas. Very cool place. Yeah, I, I, I love Mariner, and Eris is about as good as they come. But um, so we're, I was doing a seminar there, and Luther came through, and he was showing off. It was when they had just released the GTSL, when they had gone from the metal track to the plastic track that was in multicolors. And so he was showing off some of that. And I was talking with him. He's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of your stuff and that kind of thing. And he's like, do you know what your value is in this industry space right now? And I said, no. I mean, enlighten me. And he's like, we don't have a whole lot of voices who talk about things that could be improved. He's like, I think the best move that you could make is dump the pro staff deal, don't even think about it, and just write about everything. Um, because if you are on a lot of pro staffs, especially in certain niches, people are not going to believe what you say. And this was, you know, years ago that it was already there was already a stigma with it because of the bass boat world. You know, by by this type of weight by this type of rod by this type it's the best it's the best it's the best it was all hyperbole and not a lot of soup um i want to get in ironically enough now that's kind of frowned upon (laughs) don't talk about what should be improved on (laughs) right (laughs) i into that a little bit more later uh okay but go on chris yeah so um so yeah i started doing that and then uh i was at one of the kbf opens in tennessee uh, in 2015, I guess it was the one in March. It was, you know, Kentucky Mar- Lake. Yeah. Kentucky Lake. Yeah. Uh, that, that was my first time to, uh, see Kentucky Lake. And it was, that was a cool experience. And, uh, we had Marcus Fox and some other people singing and, you know, we all ate pizza at the place on the corner and somebody got stuck. I in the that's where I met you. I think that's where I first met you at, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, and so, I had just released, I wanted to work on a different project because uh, Payne's Paddlefish was kind of, it had hit its stride and it had become boring to me. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just published an article and everybody just kind of rolls their eyes. And so I wanted to try something else. I was becoming disenfranchised with the way that magazines were going, um, that I would subscribe to a magazine and it would be like 90% ads. And to find the content, you know, the actual meat of the articles that I wanted, there wasn't a whole lot there. You could boil all that down to an eight and a half by 11 pretty much. And so I wanted to try something different. So I'd made a little PDF document that had three articles in it. Uh, Quentin Eccles wrote one of them. I wrote one of them and somebody else wrote one. I, I can't remember the third person. So if you're watching, I'm sorry. Um, but it was a little PDF and it was just, it was pictures and words. Um, one of them was an adventure story. One of them was a review and one of them was, uh, talking about upcoming something. 
And I called it at the ramp because that's what I really wanted to go for is, you know, kind of the talk that we have when we're at the boat ramp after a long day or, you know, on a long weekend or something like that. And I wanted to create a magazine that kind of mimicked that. So I did this as kind of a test and pushed it out there and it got read by 112 people. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's not horrible. I, okay. That was fun. And so uh, at the KBF Open, Chad pulled me inside and he's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about Kayak Bass Fishing Magazine? Well, I like the ring of it. Uh, what do you propose? And he's like, we go 50-50 and we, we roll it up there. And I was like, okay. So I formed an LLC um, and started looking for content and trying to sell ads. And this will be important later. Um, but I... <laughs> I, so I, I sold I sold ads. So um, Bill Bragman uh, with um, Viking he he wrote it out. He wanted the ad for Viking kayaks at that time because he was a U.S. distributor. Uh, wrote me a check for ten issues. I, I wasn't offering any more than ten issues. Um, Luther wrote me a check for Yak Attack, um, and I had two other companies write me a check for like five issues. And so I had a commitment to do 10 issues with that. And we made good on that. We did every one of those issues. We did gear guides. We, we landed all of our promises. Uh, about halfway through that, um, Chad and I made an agreement. He really didn't have the time to do stuff with the magazine and that kind of stuff. And so I took over 100% ownership of that. And part of that agreement was taking over Kayak Fishing Blog, uh, which had been around for a long time. And so I took over 100% ownership of those and uh, ran them to the end. Uh, so I guess that was, uh, I don't know, it's been 18 months or so ago we ran our last issue. And um, I got approached and asked to buy Kite Bass Fishing Magazine. And I said, okay, well, the terms. And it was like, look. Here's what we'll pay you for it, and we just ask that you not be in the space for a year. Okay. So um, they wrote me a check, and that was the first time I really cashed a check on something like that. Um, you know, the ads covered all the overhead for servers, and I had to buy all these Adobe products and had to, oh, man, it was just, ugh. there's a lot of expense that goes into a magazine that, you know, and websites that people don't really know about, but. Uh, LLC fees and agent fees and all the legal fees and crap. Um, and so I got out of it for a year. Um, I decided to rebrand when I did that and move kayak fishing blog over to paint outdoors and rebrand because my kids are getting older and they like to camp and they like to hike and they like to do that. And I wanted to expand some of my review material into camping and hiking and uh, cover some hunting and be able to talk about firearms if there was a cool firearm coming out that I wanted to and build some uh, kind of cross-industry, you know, expand from just the hook industry and go into the hook and bullet and then uh, basically outdoor retailer uh, at that time. Everything that was there, I wanted to be able to talk about it all. Yeah, and cool. so we did that and um, it's worked. It's been through a couple of different redesigns. And then I was really getting the itch to do a magazine, but I wanted to do it differently. I didn't want to have to sell ads. I didn't want people to constantly be asking me how much money you're making off of this and that kind of crap. And I wanted to do it for all the right reasons, even though it 
takes a lot of time. Um, so I talked with uh, my two former editors, with Ryan and Todd, and said, "This is uh, this is what I want to do. I'm thinking about launching a magazine called Kayak Fishing Quarterly. That way, people know it comes out quarterly." And we we're not nice, don't you every time when's your when's your next monthly uh, magazine gonna drop? And it's like, wow, okay, all right. Um, they're just looking at the pictures. Uh, so um, I said, this is what I want to do. I want contributors to send in articles like we used to, but as their payment, since we're not going to have any operating funds they can run a full page ad right after their article for any company that they want to. So if they have a personal company, get it up, you know, run it, run it for yourself. If you want to run it for a charity, run it for a charity. If you want to run it for one of the companies that you staff for, okay, do that. Great. Just send me the stuff. And that way they can pay it back. They feel like they're getting something out of it. The companies feel like, Oh my gosh, you know what? I, I don't have to pay for a full page ad that has a URL link that goes to my website specifically for this. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, John, Bill, Dave, go write an article, whatever. Um, and I don't want to charge for it. And I want people to be able to look at it and read it on their phone or look at it and read it from their laptop or their tablet or whatever. And that's what I want to do. And if nobody reads it, I'm okay with it because we're doing it for the right reasons. We're not going to make any money off of it. We're going to lose money on it, but I'm willing to write that check because I believe in the storytelling and doing a magazine that way. And cool. so yeah. that's, that's kind of where we're at. We launched the first one uh, right before Christmas, uh, mid December. We'll have another one out at the end of March. And uh, we're taking submissions. We've already got some cool stuff coming in. Um, and by calling it kayak fishing, we can talk about you know pretty much all the fish. So we had a lot of uh, saltwater articles last time. Uh, we had uh, Kurt wrote a uh, white bass and striped bass uh, fishing thing for us. I, I realize everybody's probably asleep right now, but <laughs> this stuff is cool, especially to the people that are really you know deep into to, to kayak fishing. I mean, they they want to know about this kind of stuff. So, and, and I've learned a few things. So, yeah, no, don't worry. It's about it. uh, so um, you know the contributors that we've had are awesome. I've had a lot of uh, new folks interested, and some of the photos that we're getting. I mean, Lambert, those those tarpon photos, these those are on point. I dig that kind Thank of Chris Holmes for that, or it would have just been selfies of me and Barton out there getting stuck. <laughs> if he hadn't hooked up on that fish, it would have been a sad day. We oh. sat there in the middle of a thousand freaking tarpon oh, migrating, yeah. and we could not get any of them to bite. I've done that with Derek uh, down in Tampa, trying to catch one. I, I was... In 2016, when we went to ICAST, I was telling everybody under the sun that I was going fly fishing and going to go catch a tarpon in Tampa at the end of the week. And Jim Sammons looked me square in the face, and he's just like, no, you're not. <laughs> because he, he knew how ridiculous that statement was. Because I'd never fished for tarpon. I was like, and if it's like bass and we see them, I, I, I'm on this. Right. No. Right. People, no. I mean, tarpon fishing seems a lot like musky fishing to me, like, there's some kind of mythical creature that eats like once every ten years or something, and <laughs> and yeah. maybe catch one. <laughs> oh yeah, they were they were swimming by us and gulping and potted up, and I'm I'm hitting them in the nose, and they're oh, like, yeah. yeah, get off me. <laughs> so um, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, pictures, articles, all that stuff. Like it's 
It's great. We've got uh, we've got an article on pickerel fishing that's supposed to be coming in. Um, Dennis Kieselhorse has already sent me his stuff from Europe and some of his pictures and stuff. I'm like, what the crap is that? <laughs> like, there's some awesome pictures. So Dennis is uh, <coughs> the uh, Jackson guy. He's the I think he's like a regional regional director or something for Jackson in uh, Germany. And uh, so we've got European fishing. We had Mexico fishing last time. Uh, we've got pickerel. We're, we're covering all the species. So, yeah. uh, Hey, if somebody's watching, how do they get a hold of you or get a hold? Is there a – just go to the website, or what do they do to get a hold of you to submit stuff like this? Uh, yeah, send a, just send an email to painfish at gmail.com. So P-A-Y-N-E-F-I-S-H, just like you'd think. It's, Ryan, think we need to get a little article together and get a little full-page KBN ad going in there. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm – I'm sending him stuff now, man. I've got. I'm gonna have all kinds of ad credits. I just don't like. I ain't trying to run ads, to be honest with you. <laughs> that was the hang up on on the last one. I, I messaged him back and forth three or four times. I was like, I, I don't have any ad put together. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll get that taken care of. Jeff, if you send it to me, we'll we'll put it in there for Ryan. Put Jeff on that. I'll send you the content stuff. Let Jeff do ads yeah. and stuff. I'm, yeah, you guys I'm can... not motivated in that department. There you know, go. And, you know, go back to what you were saying about, you know, what you're doing and not for profit. I mean, Ryan and I and the guys that help run our pages, the same thing. We don't make any money yeah. out of this, obviously. Uh, a few people have bought some shirts. You can see the shirt I'm wearing. That helps pay the Internet bill and, and things yeah. like that. But other than that, you know, we're not making any money. We're just having a good time and trying to. Uh, yeah, Katie know. Backa posted the link there to your oh, email. Yeah, so you should be getting plenty of. Plenty of business. Awesome. Katie, thank you. And um, so just spoiler alert, Katie's got an awesome picture that is going to be in the next issue that she sent me. That that, that fish is a tank. It's a great picture. I, I, I loved it. Um, so I, I was like, hey, can you send me a bigger version of that? <laughs> and she's like, yep, here you go. Boom. I'm like, yeah, that's going in the mag. Katie's one of the MVPs of KBN Live. She's always in the comments with the links. And yeah, we appreciate info, it. So we appreciate her. Appreciate you, Katie. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, just to do the, the plug thing, if, if you want to hit me up at Paint Outdoors on Instagram or the Paint Outdoors page on Facebook, or I, I think I'm running out of friend requests because I typically just accept whoever sends me a friend request and only delete you if you get like real out of bounds uh I, so I'm you're not friends with clifton then uh, no i blocked him a little while <laughs> it's true i couldn't do it i couldn't do it that was kind of a joke but i mean it's always kind of a real question though whenever you bring up an alan yeah well it, you know and and he's in the dfw area and so i'd had a dose of that well before it went national uh and, you know, it, it's fine. I just have to control folks that are able to push my button without knowing they're pushing my button. <laughs> and I'm like, man, my blood pressure can't go up. And it's, Clifton's a changed man, Chris. He's He's been welcomed back into the is. nation lately. And he, he's been he uh, very been uh, professional and cordial on the page. So who knows? Well, yeah. all right. I am well, impressed. Changed him. Maybe I will hit an unblock and await a friend request. We, we, we hear it. We're just out here trying to better... You know, the sport of kayak vision. That's what we're here for. One well, Alan brother at a time, right? One Alan brother. I don't know how many more there are, but we got two of them down. So we'll see what we can clean up from here on out. So do you guys want to talk about that a little bit, uh, about KBN and kind of that 
mission and purpose because they're so it's going to relate a lot to that article that you wrote here okay. recently about right. uh you know opinions and why you're you know it's frowned upon if you yeah if you have or voice an opinion <laughs> yeah, but uh the, i mean uh, the ending quote from that the article queued up to, sh- to throw on the screen there but go ahead Ryan. <laughs> Yeah. No, take it. Take it away. Throw it up there, Jeff. Yeah, I threw it up there. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but if anyone's read the article, basically, um, you know, Chris, what was what led you to write that? Um, I so I I see every day um, the comments back and forth and the banter back and forth, and and I think there's a lot of good natured ribbing that goes on. Um, but I think it can also be taken too far. And for new guys in the sport, I think it tribalizes a lot of them. Um, there is a particular company that built their entire marketing strategy around that. About, you know, the arrows be damned. And, you know, this is our group. And if you're not part of our group, you're the enemy. And that that really started to eat at me because... I've been in a crap ton of different boats and I have enjoyed all but one of them um, to some extent. <laughs> <You know. Dang. laughs> poor, that poor heritage. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I guess seeing all the back and forth and people not giving anything a chance. And I saw people giving constructive criticism about boats and experiences that they had had. Um, specifically talking to people who were of larger size um, and trying to give them good advice. And they were just over overrun by comments from people who were like these brand loyalists. They're only brand loyal because that's the only thing they've ever known. And they think that that's how our community behaves. And that's not how our community behaves. And you can see that when you go to these big fishing tournament events, because I've yet to see a fist fight at one of these, even though Ryan's ready. Quinn Henderson (laughs) says it's happening at Seminole. Okay. We'll see how it goes. We'll we'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, for years and years and years, all of these big tournaments with all of these people who are all after the same check and in the evenings, have a lot of fermented beverage and and yet we've still not seen cops called and hospital bills and and stuff like that bubble up and that's because in in my opinion we are more civil as humans when we talk face to face if i have to look you in the nose and say i i don't agree with what you're saying I tend to say I don't agree with what you're saying as opposed to you are so stupid. You're dumb. You're an idiot. You must not have ever paddled anything. You get that keyboard warrior business. And and really all it is, I mean, psychologists, I, I, I gave a link in there so people can go look at cognitive bias and that kind of stuff. And it'll kind of mess with your mind like Inception um, because, it you know, it's eating, eating the pill in uh, the Matrix. You get to kind of see what's behind the psychological reasoning behind a lot of it. But I just wanted to kind of bring it to people's attention. So hopefully some people who might be leaning that way and subconsciously leaning that way and not knowing that this is what they're doing would pause a minute and understand it is completely okay. It it is okay for humans to have differing opinions. And what we see in 
you know, politics tends to polarize people. And we don't need that polarization because there's not two brands of kayaks. There's, you know, probably dozens, if not a hundred brands of kayaks out there. And whatever works for those people is okay. But you don't want to look back, you know, they say Twitter's forever. You don't want to look back eight years from now and find yourself in a boat that you just berated people for being in because that, <laughs> that kind of stuff will be back. You know, it's okay to be critical, but you don't want to say all Hobie owners, you know, like to do stuff that's not, you know, looked upon. <laughs> Where are you going? Paper, yeah. Where is that Paper, going? Paper, I don't... They call them drives, paper drives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That still uh, makes me nervous. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it's just one of those one of those things where I'm just trying to remind people to be good humans. And I don't mean to preach at people when I do that. It's just I've been around a long time, and I've made lifelong friends that I may have only seen three times in a year or may have never met face-to-face officially, but I talked to on the phone and through Facebook who I consider just amazing people. Um, they do the right things for the right reason. And I, I think writing, something that reminded me of that and kind of gave me my joy back was writing the uh, Hobie BOS Winter Circle uh, articles on some of those that I did. And I, you know, I love writing the article on Christine and getting to talk to her about all that stuff. And then Matt and figuring out that, He's like the legal kind of cheater because he's a fisheries biologist. Um, and, <laughs> you know, he's like the fish whisperer. He knows where they're going to swim and what they're going to eat and when they're going to do it based on what water temperature and where the wind's blowing from. And, like, he's what we all hope to be, and he just got a degree in it. Um, and uh, and then Jody Queen. So I, I talked to Jody on the phone for, I don't know. It, it, it could have been four hours, and it felt like four minutes. But I have so much in common with that guy and got to learn about him as a person and kind of where he came from. And um, I just, I like that dude. Like, I would buy that cat. I would buy that dude lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so it just reminds me, you know, because a lot of these guys cross over, a lot of them fish different events. They fish where the checks are. Yeah. Who blames them? I mean, that's it. He made forty grand last year fishing different events. That's better than a lot of people make at their eight to five. Um, and so, you know, I, I can't be mad at you chasing the check. I don't care what you fish. Get get after it. Get it. So it all it all came at basically to loop back to the question. Just and it, try to be civil to each other and understand people are in different places. Not everybody can afford forty eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and a lot of people can't afford four, you know, four hundred and eighty dollars. So get in there, be safe, have fun, be civil. And I don't think the message should be, you know, it's not that you can't have a certain opinion or, you know, have a opposing viewpoint, but it's all in how you phrase stuff. Like, you know, I can completely disagree with both of you, but it's how I say it that's either going to come off, you know, really brash or like uh, some sort of composed thought. I think that's kind of what people lose especially like you were saying on the keyboard, you know, people get, they get the hot head and they just fire some stuff off. Like (laughs) nine times out of 10, these people would never say anything like that. If they had to stand in front of you and say, 
No, I'm a, I'm a small dude on the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's different when you look people in the face. It, it is. Like, and I, I like that personal exchange. I, I like having face-to-face conversations when I can. That's why I like ICAST is to see all my people. Because, yep. you know, you know, I've I've met John Rapp in West Virginia like five times, and four of them have been at ICAST. <laughs> like, you know, I, I I see John, and you know, John's a hugger. Beware if if you didn't know that <laughs> John's a, John's a hugger. Um, but you know, just getting to see people. You know, I enjoyed standing in the native booth and talking to you last year, like last summer. That it, you know, that was good. It was short, but I got to see face to face again, and we got to have some real conversation about kind of stuff that's going on and you know those are those are good times and i don't want that to be lost you know my my wife and i've been having this discussion uh, because we've got a teenager and a tweenager and their communication style verbally now is very much what it is on their phone when they text and when you text you very rarely have tact and i think tact is becoming a lost art we've lost verbal communication skills because People can just send a text and say this and this and that, and people don't know how to dialogue. And so communicating with diplomacy intact is is becoming a lost art, and, and I hate that. Um, but, you know, I, I love opinions. I've given some awful opinions. I have given some what I think are pretty sound opinions. Um, and I've been threatened pretty mightily for some of my opinions. Um, but that's okay, because... People write me checks for my opinions for consulting, and I'm good with that. You know, let me go back to what you said a little bit ago, Chris, <clears throat> which is you know talking about the origins of KBN and why it exists and the group page and and yeah, you know, it it gets raw in there. Uh, but but the origin story of it is is opinions were not allowed to be spoken uh, elsewhere. So yeah, you know, we needed an outlet. I mean. For a long time, uh, you know, you talked about the Texas Fishing Forum getting shut down. Yeah. You know, forums were the thing before, but forums are kind of a thing of the past, and now it's Facebook pages and group pages. Right. Um, and, and up until recent times, there was really only one big Facebook page controlling the narrative for kayak fishing, or kayak bass fishing anyway. Yeah, um, I was an admin of that page. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it was <laughs> awesome to have that outlet, but... I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> as things grow and, and people disagree and you're counting on more people to... to get in there and give opinions yeah. uh you know that's that's where this came in and, and things went sideways and we needed a place to to let those opinions out now does it get ugly sometimes certainly and and i don't like the vibe that seems to to come in of you know we've got these kbf anglers over here and these guys over here and these bat it's all the same anglers it's it's the same people yeah. they're all fishing yeah, the same yeah, tournaments yeah. uh it's not about the anglers it's not about picking sides it's about some people get frustrated with the way an organization runs things, and they voice their opinions, whether it's right or wrong, and we just need to mm-hmm. deal with those. It's not about choosing organizations over another. Now, some people are doing that. I mean, I've made some choices just because of, of personal feelings, but that that has no yep. effect on my buddy that's going to fish the 10 or a pro tour next week. It's still my buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not about that. Yeah. And like, you still want to see them do good, you know? I mean, sure. Like, that's that's it's, it's a fishing tournament. Those are your friends no matter what, you know. Mm-hmm what sticker or what names on the check it's we're all in the, we're chasing the same dream out here yeah uh, you know um i so so this is what i appreciate about kbn 
um, it it's more like tailgate talk and less like work talk to me. So you know when I go to work, there are only certain things I can talk about. You know, <laughs> yeah, there are only certain things I can talk about. But I feel like I can go to KBN, and it's okay to talk about the things I want to talk about. Um, I can I can let my filter down a little bit um, to have some harder conversations um, because some of those need to be had. Like I, I think transparency is healthy. It may hurt sometimes but it's healthy. Um, and so I think that's what KBN really gives us is transparency for the good and the bad. We're not sugarcoating and running a marketing campaign through a Facebook group, which that's everybody's right to do. I mean, it, it's absolutely your right to do. If you own a business and you start a group and, and you want to run it a certain way, that is your right to do it. However, you can't control another group that has nothing to do with you that wants to discuss the issues that you have. Um, and, and here's the thing that I think is lost on folks, and I want to make sure that I land this, is I don't think that KBN is a group that is set out to bash people. I don't think that that has no. ever been the case. I think it is a group of people, especially a group of passionate tournament anglers and people who have worked in tournaments in the past. That's where I fall in because I don't fish tournaments much anymore. Um, who are looking for ways to evolve what tournaments look like. And that's, that's where I think the difference between an entity and a almost sole proprietorship have a differentiating thing. Because I go to KBN and there's talk about Bass and BOS and KBF and all these different tournaments that are happening and some even smaller tournaments. And people talk about, I like the way that, you know, this app works. I like the way that Tourney X shows me all the fish and I can look back and I wish that we had this here. And I like the way that the BOS has their end of tournament kind of show like that. That's a really professional feeling. You feel like you got your money's worth, even if you don't place in the money, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I know exactly you know, what you mean. Yeah. And then the national <laughs> oh, stage. <Jeff. laughs> That wasn't intended as a dig. No, no, no. Uh, I, I finished. He didn't last even get to make it to the tournament, tournament, though. He just he showed up the day before. I, I missed you, Jeff. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, but so. go, go ahead, Chris. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, and so I think that KBN serves a purpose of moving the sport forward as as how we evolve different things and um, how how tournaments that are being built for us are run for us, not dictated to us. Like the anglers on that page have had a vast amount of input and you've seen the migration of some of the series in the way that they're run based on input that wouldn't be allowed on other pages. That's right. Um, and so I, I really appreciate that. And I, you know, full transparency since, uh, you know, I'm out here toting it like a flag. The, some of the, some of the things that are done as a former tournament director who's run big tournaments I don't necessarily like, I don't agree with, but there is a call for it from enough anglers that it becomes important and I'm okay with that. You know, it, it's like, look, if, if they really want, you know, this app or this measurement or this minimum or this maximum or this cutoff time or whatever, and there's enough people calling for it. Well, here's the thing. I'm one dude. If a bunch of voices say this is really what we want to move the sport forward, 
I gotta be okay with that. I gotta just swallow it. Yeah, not my idea, and I don't agree with it. But you know what? If it's not doing harm, roll. And and listening to that feedback and taking it and making your tournament series or your business or yourself, whatever it is, better. I mean, that's that's a gift. I mean, yeah. you, know, you talk about doing consultant. You know, where a company will send you products to literally rip apart. If you can get that feedback from your customers, I mean, that's that's free motivation yep. to improve. Like they're literally telling you what's wrong and how to fix it. Now, if you choose to fix it or if you choose to ignore it, that's on you. But that yep. ultimately is going to affect your business in the long run. Yeah, and and I and think that's, that's, that's sad, sad truth of capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it it's what it is, and you know, I it's so. Do you want to go ahead and talk about Bass and BLS since I kind of opened that can of worms? Sure, yeah. Do um, so, I I have to admire Bass's understanding of what's going on in the industry and not bringing in their own people to try to understand and ramp up. That would have been, it would have been a dead trail before it ever happened. Um, you bring in a bunch of outsiders who don't understand kayak fishing, who try to understand it because they've run a bass boat world. Man, this is nothing like that. You know, the number one question I got when that started coming out was, who are the tournament directors? Who's running Absolutely. That was the first question that everyone yep. had. So, Yep. And when, when it was kind of talked about and we figured out who that was going to be, I was like, yeah, I trust those dudes with my money. They're, they're not going to screw me on this joint. Whereas if, you know, John Smith Jr., you know, some imaginary character or whatever who none of us have ever met, who has never been in a kayak, is going to run these tournaments. Well, I got a whole lot more questions. So they added instant instant industry credibility by adding people who have been doing this and who have done this and who do that. Um, so BASS, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I hope it gives us the big stage like FLW kind of promised and, you know, we're seeing that fizzle a little bit. So I'm glad that, in my opinion, I'm glad that BASS has taken the road to where they're making it its own separate thing. You know, like they're not trying to piggyback their events off of the already, you know, going on BASS. Like, okay, well, you can come in, you know, before we get rolling here and go ahead and weigh your fishing, but you got to fish this pond over there. Like, I mean, they, they're making, they picked literally, I mean, bucket list lakes across the country. So I'm excited to, to see how this plays out. And I think you'll see them get more streamlined after, you know, after a year in the game, there's some changes. I mean, the, the big, the big stuff is pretty cut and dry. The state level stuff. I know there's a lot of variances with state directors and, and state fees and how they choose to do it. Um, I'd like to see them iron some of that out because they do still kind of have that the big boat mentality in that. But yep. I, I mean, if, the biggest thing is transparency. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're making a profit off anything. I don't care what your membership fees are or whatever. Just put out one number up front and let me know. Like, let me know what I need to pay, and we're yep. good. I mean, that's to me, that's the biggest thing. I just don't want a bunch of hidden stuff and you know, <laughs> trying to yeah. find the marble under the turtle shell and figure out where it's at. Yeah, so. and, and you know, I, I don't want to jump all over this but that is the biggest when you see things flare up on kbn and it's pointed at kbf and people start saying look at all the haters and the haters doing this and doing it. it's not that it's people want questions answered and, and 
maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's good intentions back there somewhere. But when it gets really confusing and not transparent, wow. I mean, it, it opens, yeah. it makes people wonder. It makes people come up with their own theory of what's going on, and it's not good. So, so, so there are a few things that shouldn't change. Payouts, boundaries, yeah. and rules. In my opinion, I don't care who's running a tournament. I do not care at all who's running a tournament. Those three things should be nailed down. You should know that up front. And I don't care if you announce it as a percentage or as a as a straight dollar amount, whatever. That should be announced in advance. You know, that's those things shouldn't be, you know, fluid, you know, changing around the week up. That's my biggest thing with anybody running a tournament is those, you know, those yeah. things you should you should be aware of because that makes your decision of what time you're taking away from your family and what money you're putting in on the road. That's your return on investment. Like those are things that you need to know up front. So that's so. There's a differentiating factor between these three tournament series that we have. Um, so BASS and the Hobie BOS are funded by large entities who have set aside dollars and say this is what we're spending. Um, KBF is what I would call an active economic situation, to where everything that they're paying for is dependent upon turnout and turnout is dependent upon what they're paying out. And so that is, that is con a constant flux. And that is a hard way, like for a person who is on the finance side of the medical world, like if, if my budget changed what I could spend every day and I didn't know what it was going to be until I knew how many patients showed up, like that would be a nightmare scenario. And so it is very hard, a little bit in defense the way that, that that's done with a fluid economic situation it is very hard to pinpoint what it is and not end up upside down at the end. However, I think there are better models that just say, we're going to secure this amount of funding that's going to cover all of these things, and we're dedicating this to that money and be upfront about it, and, and that's what we have. They're, they're not at that because that, that's just not the way it's, it's evolved. Um, now, I, I think they will probably eventually get there um, as these others kind of force that hand. Um, if they want to continue to evolve and, and be that, it's, it's got to be more of a, a pre-budgeted three-year plan economically so that they can give that information. And large corporations, or I mean, I hate to say Hobie's a large corporation, but uh, companies that have, but I'm, I mean, they're, they sell a lot of boats and that kind of stuff, but the guys yeah. that are running the show are the same guys you right. see at ICAST that are oh, the yeah. same guys that are at the tournaments. You know, we see Morgan and Kevin and, um, you know, AJ and all, all those guys. Um, and so, you know, I, I think those are completely different economic models, and I think that's what causes the problems. That's not an excuse for it. That's just a financial analyst view of, why there is all this fluctuation on that one side. And what's going to fix that, though, is competition. You know, yeah. once, oh, yeah. once you start seeing and looking across the street, just like putting up Christmas lights, well, hell, my neighbor's got three inflatable reindeer out here. I better go get me some inflatable reindeer. Right. I mean, that's 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 exactly yeah. why competition's good for this market. I mean, and you shouldn't have to choose sides. I hope everybody supports whatever trails come closest to them because that's yes. what's going to make it better. And that's what's going to pull yeah. in these outside sponsorship dollars that are going to benefit yeah. everybody in the end and local economic development. And so if there are nine trails and all of them fish events that are within two hours of me, I'm so much more likely to fish nine events yeah. than I am. If 
you know, Lake Fork is the only one within four hours of me. And so Lake Fork may be the only tournament that I even make it to this year because I have to plan all the travel time and the lodging and the food and all, all of that stuff way out in advance. And am I willing to come out of pocket for that? Uh, and so, you know, as these trails evolve and they're fishing different waters and they're spreading, I know those California guys are just chomping at the bit <laughs> to have more stuff on the Delta and Clear Lake and, you know, different places out there. And as we, as we expand, we're going to have more events in the West and we'll have more events in the Midwest. And we may be in Nebraska or Missouri, you know, multiple times, uh, you know, in a year, in a few years. But and, the biggest thing is getting off the couch and going and fishing these events. Yeah, like as yeah. anglers, you can't you can't just fish your local trail in your backyard pond and want there to be bigger events brought to you. If if these yeah. companies aren't seeing that return on the dollars that they're spending, whether they're for profit or not, I mean, there has to be that support there because when you promise these, you know, communities and municipalities that are donating money. I mean, they want to see return on that too. Yes. And that's the thing is if you overpromise and underdeliver as a tournament series, you've burnt the other two that are that are playing in the yep. field now too because then they automatically think, well, kayak fishing guys are full of shit. They're not going to show up with, you yep. know, 200 people or 600 people or whatever you you promise. Right. Yeah, I, I again, transparency. You got to tell them how many people have pre-registered for this. You've got to tell them, you know, and keep running up to the event. And you've got to apologize when you don't meet those expectations. Now, I'm, I'm very much an under-promise and over-deliver guy. But if I miss the mark and I just, we have a bad turnout. We have a tornado on freaking Toledo Bend and we have to cancel the tournament <laughs> and everybody goes home. Yeah. Then they're done that and that's why I don't TD anymore. Um, you know, that that right there, we got we got to go back hat in hand and say, I'm sorry. And 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 that happens. Um, I just think we can, we've got to be better at predicting models. We've got to get we've got to get some more business analytics going in some of these places. Yeah, I think, um, uh, I think ego is probably too big a part uh, in one organization. Let's say, and, and yeah. the resistance to change is huge. And you know, sure. they've left they've left some craters out there for the other organizations to overcome. Uh, and we'll see how it goes going forward. I know, I know. With with BOS, one year in, everybody already knows what they're going to get. People that haven't even gone to an event yet are signing mm-hmm. up because they 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 believe what they're going to get. Um, yeah. And you know, in kayak anglers in general, I mean, to travel and fish, the entry fees are not on par with the bass boat tournaments, but it's still expensive. So you've got to get a good return on investment. You got to have a good experience. And, you know, a lot of the new guys and girls don't see that, but it's almost, I mean, you could probably do an article on this, Chris, the evolution of a kayak angler, a kayak tournament angler, as you kind of figure things out along the way with the pro staff stuff and the, and the tournaments and who's doing what and what's, what's uh, on the up and up and what's not. And as right. you've kind of been around a minute, you learn and you see, okay, this is where the value is and this is where the, the, the transparency is. This is where I'm going to fish. And a lot of people are making that jump this year. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm going to leave that at that. I'm, I'm going to leave that at that. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. I just, I, I think I could exhaust myself, you know, running circles around this stuff. But yeah, you got to, you got to do what's right and do it for the right reasons. And sometimes we is bigger than me. That's right. 
No, I've uh, got a message that having a little problem with the live vid, but it's still rolling fine on my end. So okay. Good. Um, no, yeah, it's uh, like I said, competition will will make everyone rise or or some fall or whatever, just like they do in every every other part of business. So you know how that goes, Chris. Even in the medical field, you've got to oh yeah stay on top of things. Yep. If you're not involved, and you're dying. Yeah. That's what makes us sell better is after we get our teeth kicked in for about two or three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yep. time to get on the horse because you got to make some money somewhere. We're all fired. Yeah. It's funny, Chris, I work for the VA, which uh, a lot of people throw shade at the VA. But with, with the new legislation the last few years, we even have to bite the bullet and say, look, there's no more. We're just government employees. You know, the, the competition is real and, and, and you know, we've, yeah. got, we've got to improve. That's what happens. Well, and so, yeah, being VA and dealing a lot with TRICARE, I don't want to get too much into this, but, uh, you know, I, I work at Fort Hood, uh, like in, in the same county as Fort Hood, and they, they've allowed them to open up to come to our, you know, our private not-for-profit just because we have different services that they don't offer, and we have, we have availabilities that they come in there, and uh, we take VA benefits, and, um so yeah, I I feel that with you. That's okay, what that's what kind of choices people are making now with boats, yep. with tournament trails, with whatever. They're they're you know they're going what yep. fits them best and where the best value is. So, yep. So your choice of boat, I know you've been in a lot. You you the Outback is yours. That's your that's your pony. You picked to ride. Have you been in the three hundred and sixty yourself? Um, no, I have a demo date scheduled uh, with Mariner Sales in the next month. So I'm interested I, to hear your feedback because I'm like I'm yeah. on the fence. Like, is it the move to make? Is it not? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just out here drifting in the wind right now. I I did miss my instant reverse. I did, uh, but you know, prop drives have their limitations too. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna end up with. Uh, turn turning season starts in two weeks, and I don't have a boat rigged. Put a cup, um, put a cup on the trailer, right? Right. Yeah, there I you know. go. I have a few. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think right now for me the Outback um, is is still it's still my go to, especially for big water. Now yeah. I fish I fish a crap ton um, in like if I'm fishing small bodies of water or the river, I I fish a crap ton out of the light tackle when I can get it out of the crescent light tackle when I can get it out of my oh, really? son's hands. Yeah, um, it's. It's got a big hatch up in the front, so I can stow any kind of gear that I need for him uh, or for me. And it's a flat deck. Um, there's not a big fat console right in the way, and it's frame style seat. It weighs mm, uh, sixty pounds, maybe. Really, Al- aluminum reinforced handles, and I can throw that thing in the back of the truck, one strap, and I'm gone. Uh, it's super easy. So that's kind of my minimal minimalist boat. I've yeah. tried to, I've tried to fish out of the ultralight, but I'm a li- I'm a little heavy and a little long for that boat. Uh, <laughs> I, I I can't stand up in it. It paddles like a freaking dream. It's probably the best paddling ten foot I've had. But I'm not fishing those boats in a tournament um, because I'm not have, built for little boats. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, do that. Yeah. So um, you know, tournament boat wise, I would not fish those boats just because I I fish kayaks and a paddle kayak. Yeah. For, for tournaments and it just absolutely wears your butt out uh, both of my rotator cuffs after years of paddling are just like nope you're not doing so I this. had the FX like the native FX 14 yeah. which was super fast tons of room 
Yep. My biggest thing is if the wind ever blows, yeah. then I'm so pissed off fishing a paddle kayak that I'm done. Like you might yep. as well just go ahead and, and put it back on the trailer. I'm just so yep. mad of trying to correct myself the entire time. I can't even fish the way I want to. So I know it has to be a pedal drive boat. Uh, I just, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to test out two or three and, and try yeah. to find something that, that fits really well. Uh, I, I'm going to, I've got AJ, he, uh, he left uh, a PA-12 kickoff okay. at my house. So I'm going to try it out. I'll probably fish it at Seminole and see how yeah. it goes. Uh, every, yeah. Everything I've heard from the Hobie folks are like, go with the 14, though. You'll hate the 12, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm on the fence. I like the Titan 12 better than I did the 13 and a half. And I know those are two completely different hull shapes. But yeah. I just, I don't, I, it's hard for me to convince myself I need a 14 foot long pedal drive boat sure yeah and um you know i so something i don't talk a lot about is uh old town boats and i've been in a lot of old town boats but um, something nice oh man no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> getting some static yeah oh sorry no, and that was the end go ahead um so um i, I and i'll say this, this is like a mini review my favorite boat that they make is is the Predator, yeah. not not the Topwater. Um, right. I know the Topwater is the hot boat, and I hear that from a lot of people, and they're going price point and that kind of stuff. I, I like the setup of the Predator better. And I gave Randy Vining hell when he designed the original one, uh, you know, when he helped him with the, the floor and all that stuff. Uh, about I'm like, dude, these are going to crack and the ridges and all of this, and you can't make an extruded boat like this, and it's going to leak and it's going to get weak spots and all this stuff. And he's like, no, it's not. And they had a couple of issues with like the first run or whatever, and then they fixed it. And I never went back and kind of revisited that. Um, but I got in that boat in 2016 uh, at ICAST, and I did a. I, it was like the first Facebook Live I ever did, and I was pedaling this thing around. And I was like, holy crap. Like, there's there's definitely something here. Um, so I, I don't talk about those boats very much. Um, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little picky when it comes to, you know, bicycle-style drives and, and, yeah. and what I like. And even in the old town, uh, I think there's different performance levels. Um, and for me, I think, I think the Pred is the way to go if you're fishing tournaments. I, I know guys want to fish that top water because of that price point and that kind of stuff but i'm i'm a predator fan in the old town boats and i think if you're going pedal drive and gonna fish tournaments with an old town that you need to be at the predator yep if i went old town it would be a predator yeah uh, they've got some weight to them but they're they're fast they're quick boats yep. if uh jeff if you'll have johnny old town call me uh, we can design a better looking hull on that predator. And <laughs> <doing it>. So <laughs> if we can, uh, <laughs> we can, we can shave down them lines a little bit. And, uh, a little too curvy for me. But, uh, it's all about performance. <laughs> well, let's work on the top end too. We ain't got to focus on the hey, bottom hey, half all the just, time. Just hang tight till till the classic. There's some stuff happening in March. You know, I heard, you know, I heard, I heard a rumor nice. too. I heard a rumor hey, too. You know, we got some Speaking guys. Of, a lot of guys around here yeah. are going to that top water, Chris. You're talking about top waters. Uh, yeah. That are tournament anglers because they they move spots a lot. They're throwing the 106 in the back of their truck and flying yeah. around the lake. I get that, I guess, but I'm predator all the way. There's no way I could. Well, what color me. bungee cords are they going with, Jeff? Which what's their favorite bungee package? We're going probably neon <laughs> pink. I don't know. 
Custom. <laughs> okay. Custom right. upgrade. Okay. Speaking of rumors, I, I heard a I like rumor the today there is a the fantasy uh gonna be a fantasy kayak fishing deal coming up, like fantasy football. How's that work? Uh, like um <clears throat> So, I, am I permanently on the waiver wire? Is that how that works? I, I don't know. I don't know if you're required to fish to make the draft or. Yeah, draft harder. I, I'm hoping there's like at least different. Like, you know, are you strictly an online dominant fisher that has a oh. hundred top tens but's never cashed a check over a hundred dollars, or or are you a live, you know, competitor? Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I'm hoping we get some more details in a couple of weeks on that. I just heard a heard a little little rumor spread around today about it. Yeah. Can I make a very definitive statement before we continue with the bass fishing please, league? Please. Online fishing is the G League for tournament fishing. Don't tell Agreed. that to people with that profile pic. I, I, <laughs> brother, I, 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 I don't give a rip. Out of here. Like, like. Your your twenty acre lake that you're fishing on ain't nothing like trying to find ledge fish in Kentucky Lake with thirty mile an hour winds against four hundred other people. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not it's, the same. It's good for your tourney X profile though. You can yeah. oh. stack them stats. Up. Yeah, yeah, because that's when that's when we all get to apply for those pro staff positions with Titan, right? Yeah, just send them your yeah, send them your tourney X profile link. That's just it. just making sure I'm doing it right. Yeah, no, actually. I was going to uh, cut and paste that that little blurb from your your article we were talking about earlier, and ran across that that article from back in the day there, and the recommendeds on your website about uh, sidewalk pimps and pro staff lessons. It was pretty funny. I, I reread that and, and thought, yeah. yeah, it's still very much applicable to today. So yeah, it's uh, there's uh, so I I have been I, I've been around the circle nine times with pro staffs. Um, you know, I, I'm running one again, um, for yak power and I'm, John's letting me run it the way I want to run it and it's not oversaturated and we're doing stuff how I feel is the right way to do that. But, um, I have given specific instructions to my guys. I'm not looking for you to sell this. It's not what we're doing. Sure, drop a hashtag if you talk about it and do a video and that kind of stuff. But I don't need you out there commenting on every light post and commenting on every... Like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Um, I want you to be there to help people when they have questions about it. Just answer their questions. Like, just just the facts. Nothing but the facts. Um, and and go from there. And I've, I've hated on pro staff, and I've been a director of pro staff, and I've been on pro staff, and I've, I've, I've done it all. And so it all comes from experience and a changing, changing mindset. So, and, and that's the other thing is, you know, I, I hope that people understand that my opinions that I hold today may change. They may evolve as I learn more and meet more people and understand even more perspectives from where people are coming from. I may decide to change my mind. I'm not a concrete guy. I'm not a black and white, this is how it is, and it's always going to be this way, and I don't ever want to learn or, you know, take information in. I'm always up for a good debate, um, and sometimes I'll lose those, and, and that's fine, you know? It, it's all right, but as long as we can be civil about it, man, we can, we can talk until we're blue in the face about 
you know, our pro staff good for the industry or bad for the industry or good for the angler or bad for the angler. We can do a lot of that. But, yeah, side sidewalk pimps and pro staff. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, pro staff, I think, is when done right, is, is a great thing and, and you know, yeah. is very valuable, but it just has to be done right. And, you know, it doesn't need to be a buying club or whatever the heck some of these things are. Well, and, and and I think when you're new, when you come in new, that's a goal for some, you know, mm-hmm. for people. You know, that's for a, me. That's a yeah, benchmark, same. you know. That's a benchmark. Like, yeah. And then after you've been around a little bit, you see, like, you know, you got to find what relationships, like yeah. actual relationships, what fits you, you know, because if if it's not yeah. benefiting you, not just from a percentage of a discount level, but if it's not helping you grow as an angler or you know whatever you are in this sport like what's the point of doing it you you, that's your time so you're selling your time are you selling it for a 15 percent discount are you selling it for a fifteen thousand dollar check you know how you know you get you have to find that balance like where where is it that that you fit in yeah yep that's good thanks for that reminded me of that article and sometimes i i forget you know different that's names. hilarious the, the title yeah. of it alone is is enough yeah. to make it you know we did a live gold was it last year sometime we did a live talking on that subject specifically we ought to do another one and have a different panel on that was that was good stuff oh agreed yeah for sure yeah let's see you got anything else ryan man i don't i am out of yinglings, it's time to. Yeah, we've been on here. Yeah, we've been on here. It doesn't seem like we've been on here that long. We've been on about an hour and ten minutes almost. So it's, I it's knew it was going to be a long one when I saw Chris Payne's name. It's been good. <laughs> uh, it's been I, knew, it's I knew been we were stuff. going the distance tonight. Your ad is revoked. <laughs> I mean, wait, no, that's not right. I literally plugged my laptop in because I knew that it was going to go dead. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? Let, hey, Chris, you might want to plug your ears real quick, but I promised my right. boy uh, David Cruz I'd give Pond Warrior a shout-out. Uh, They're coming David back with Cruz. their tournaments, uh, I think, starting in March. Uh, it is online, but they do their thing a little bit different with the Major League style, all-you-can-catch uh, deal, and it's, it's it's pretty fun to follow. So, David, go check out PondWarrior.com. I want to try one one day just to see – on like public grown-up water like <laughs> what i could put up yeah, yeah like i want to see just just what i could get into i know a couple especially like springtime i got one hot bite that i think you know could probably <laughs> put up some astounding numbers but uh it'd be fun to see i wish uh i wish they could break it up into like categories you know you know yeah. I, and i know don't they do body of water size yeah, it's so uh, did they acres, do that at all? Twenty acres. Yeah, that's what acres, I thought. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see it on some big some big waters and give it a shot one day. Yeah. But yeah, he's got maybe like a a Florida, Tennessee, you know, pick out some some of the big maybe top five lakes in the country, limit it to that and and have people go out and see see what you could do. It'd be Lake like Fort versus Gunnersville. It'd be like the moat. Yeah. It'd be fun. <laughs> Get out of here! Cesspools don't have moats. We're all we're all in it. We're no, we don't need a protective barrier. Yeah, we are gotcha. in it. The mother of all tournaments. You never heard of something like that? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been googling it for years. Somebody, somebody on here asked, "Can they get this on a podcast?" And yes, if you are wanting to listen to all of this later, you got on late. The podcast. You got a long drive. Yeah, you got a long drive. Uh, maybe on the way to Seminole in a few weeks, save up. And Are you going from Maine to Seminole? We've Here's got, one uh, for you. iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you hit 
can find a podcast, you can listen to this one and old episodes uh, anytime, and, and, and that's been blowing up, so we appreciate people watching that. If you are listening to it on a podcast, hook us up and, and write a review, especially on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. But Yeah, and this will also be available on the call map, so everybody can go to sleep at night. Um, you guys just listen to my dulcet tones droning on about kayaks that aren't even made anymore. So maybe not while you're driving yes. listen to this. Listen to this in the hotel at night when you get down there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, no, this was great stuff, Chris. We appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was great information. So we sure sure appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Myself or Jeff will send you an ad for something at some point. To, <laughs> to yes. If not, I may just I may just take screenshots from KBN and just put them. That's in. Cool. We can do a collage. Be selective. Yeah, a collage. Make, make sure get, Jim Clark's face crotch face is in one yeah, of them. We'll get yeah, Chase probably. to send over some memes or some photoshops, and that'll be. Good enough. If you let Chase make your ad, I will run it. I will run it. Yeah. Sold. Chase. Chase is watching. You heard him, Chase. Come up with something. Come on. Yep. Make it. Yeah. Let's do it. And now keep it kid friendly. Okay. All right. Kid friendly. <laughs> right, It'll probably have a 360 in it if I had to guess anything <laughs> that Chase has posted in the last month. So. <laughs> All right. Well, hey. Chase right. said he's making the ads. Uh, like cool. I said. Appreciate you jumping on, and we're going to wrap this up, and we'll catch y'all in a couple of weeks. All right. See you, fellas. All right. See you guys.